What's up, guys? It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. You're listening to the two-man power trip. Oh, my God. This is Joey Styles, and you're listening to the two-man power trip podcast. This is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This is Cody Rhodes, the prince of pro wrestling, and you are listening to two-man power trip. This is Jimmy Vine, the boogie Wooker man. Tell my people my brothers and sisters, don't you dare miss John and Chad. Hey, everybody out there. This is the franchise Shane Douglas. Remember me? <laughs> well, guys, it's great to be on the show again i appreciate you asking me back so you said you were going to pinch yourself i didn't know it was that kind of show now i mean if you guys are in the privacy of your own home if you want to do these things good how you doing chad hey johnny cool man what's going on we're ready to go or what uh, uh, hey man what's up guys this is homicide oh that's my homie homicide with a big homie club yeah that would be it hey this is david penzer and this is the two-man power trip of wrestling well, thank you, thank you. Hear me, fear me. I don't do many wrestling shows anymore, probably because I'm a bit ignorant. You guys probably know ten times more than I do. Look, Mean Gene, I can't be beat. I'm the greatest of all time. And I would say that. And every kid, I, they knew they could kick the out of me. Great talking to you guys. It's been your pleasure. <laughs> They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling. And now... They bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. Mike Bailey high atop the combat zone. Yes! Yes, that is it! We have a new champion! Two and three! What? What? Wow! What? Shooting start! What the hell is that? Shooting start knee drop right into the back and ribs of Shane Strickland. Not enough to put away the champion. We are watching a masterful match here live on StreamCZW.com. We are seeing a man's ascension to the top and speed off Mike Bailey here in this battle. You're absolutely right. Mike Bailey missing that oh, kick. Shane yeah. Strickland come back with a disrespectful slaps. Kick to the face again. Oh, huge elbow. Oh, speed ball Mike Bailey. Oh, man. Beating the hell out of each other for the final time. Crack in the back. That could be it. One. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, brought to you today and powered by the return of MLW. On Thursday, October 5th, MLW returned at the Guilt Nightclub in Orlando, Florida for its one-shot event 
featuring the stars of MLW and a collection of amazing matches and amazing superstars all under one roof and will feature King Ricochet taking on today's guest, Shane Strickland, and you can head to MLW.com. For more information on the event, you can buy tickets at eventbrite.com, searching MLW, or you can purchase tickets at the Guilt Nightclub in Orlando, Florida. And 72 hours after the event is over, you can stream it on MLW.tv, and you can join in on the action that is going to take place as MLW returns for its one-shot event this Thursday night. And like I said, today's guest is going to be Shane Strickland. Of course, you know him as a Lucha Underground standout. You've heard his name, I'm sure, by knowing about the independent scene. But now, as we've built the last few weeks to get to this main event, it's Shane Strickland that does join this program to discuss this huge match with Ricochet in an MLW ring. And I guess if you haven't figured it out by now we are pretty invested in this return of MLW we couldn't be any more excited for this event to take place and we've kind of casually built up to the main event and if you want to go back and listen to all the episodes covering MLW in the last few weeks you can check out first with Court Bauer then with MVP then with Filthy Tom Lawler and building up to today as Shane Strickland joins us to talk about this card and talk about a lot of the cool stuff that he's been doing in his career because he's a name that you're going to be hearing about more and more, because when you have natural talent and a raw ability, the cream always rises to the top, and that is what you are going to hear in today's interview. So I don't want to beat around the bush, and I want to get right into this. So John, as I welcome you in here, tell us a little bit more about MLW's One Shot, and tell us a little bit more about what we have to look forward to in today's episode with Shane Strickland. Yes, Chad, back at it again at the two-man power trip of wrestling. And of course, we continue our promotion of MLW and MLW's one-shot. We've had on Court Bauer leading up. We've had on MVP. We've had on Filthy Tom Lawler. And today's guest is in the main event. That's right, Shane Strickland joins the show. And boy, this is going to be a fun one. Now, with Shane Strickland, obviously, and MLW's one shot that we're promoting, you gotta mention the main event of the evening is Shane Strickland versus Ricochet, the future of flight himself. This is gonna be a, a big time main event if you've ever seen one. And anytime that the main event is promoted this far along and this far out, and the fact that the main event is really really being promoted above all other matches of course you're going to say that's the way main events normally go but with this one in particular you know that you're going to see something crazy you know you're going to see some death defying stunts you know you're going to see the best high flying moves in the business from these two you just know that the hype is real and the hype is going to be matched by the in-ring work of these two guys and it's going to be an unbelievable match and i love that they kind of put this match out there and put up all the youtube videos and put almost like a 24 7 fight feel out about this match these guys are former friends or current friends i guess you could say and they're going to go at it here at mlw's return at one shot 
And like we've heard it before from MVP and Tom Lawler, let's hope that this isn't just a one shot. Let's hope that Ricochet and Swerve Shane Strickland set the world on fire along with the rest of the card and that they really deliver and we see another MLW show and another one and another one because it's only good for the business if you get more great wrestling action like you should be receiving on October 5th at the Guilt Nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Get there, and if you can't get there, if you can't get to Orlando, Florida, 72 hours later on MLW.tv, it will be made available. You will hear the sweet sounds of Rich Bokini, a.k.a. Rich Brennan, and, of course, the greatest manager in the history of our sport, excuse me, the greatest announcer in the history of our sport, Tony Schiavone, as Tony and Rich Brennan call the action which should be awesome. Anytime you get Tony Schiavone back in the booth after a prolonged absence, and even a prolonged absence from the business until he returned with his MLW podcast, WHW, it's just really cool. I mean, it's like, wow, Schiavone's back. He's a part of this. You know, who else? Rich Brennan's a part of it. You got Shane Strickland versus Ricochet in the main event. You got Tom Lawler versus Jeff Cobb. You got MVP versus Sammy Callahan. You got MJF versus Utah. You got Mia Yim versus Santana Garrett. You got the high-flying action of Darby Allen versus Jason Cade. And, of course, future guests of our show, Martin Stone, will also be in action on the show. So this is a can't-miss event you're really really gonna like this you really really just gonna fall in love with mlw all over again if you remember their short run from 02 to 04 mlw always brought that different kind of action you know you're gonna see not just high flying not just hard hitting not just strong style you're gonna see every mix of wrestling you could ever imagine and if court bauer is bringing that style of mlw back with MLW's one shot, and I can't put it over enough. The main event of Shane Strickland versus Ricochet. You know these two. If you ever seen them on the indie scene, if you ever seen them on TV, if you ever seen Ricochet in New Japan, if you ever seen Shane Strickland in Lucha Underground or CZW or any other place, you know that these two always, always deliver. So, speaking of delivering, Shane Strickland is delivering now in this interview for us today. So, sit back. Relax and enjoy a little bit of Swerve, Shane Strickland. Absolutely, and we cannot wait for this coming Thursday night, October 5th, as MLW returns with this powerhouse main event of Ricochet and Shane Strickland. And obviously, there's so much to hear from Shane, and we are going to not bust around the bullshit anymore. We are going to get right into this interview, so... With all that being said, as you know, today's episode is brought to you by MLW's One Shot, and you can head over to MLW.TV 72 hours after the show takes place, and you can watch Rich Bokini, Tony Schiavone call the action of this amazing card that we've been talking about for the last three weeks. And we really want to implore you to check out MLW, go look into their history, watch some of the clips they've got on YouTube, not only to build up this show, but also some of the classic promos featuring megastars of professional wrestling, something that MLW did an amazing job of bringing to the surface years ago, some of the biggest names that you could possibly ever see coming up and then coming over to the U.S. to compete in MLW. But now we do it all over again as MLW One Shot is this Thursday night. And you can head to MLW.TV 72 hours afterwards. You can get to the Guilt Nightclub in Orlando, Florida to buy tickets. 
And you can join in on the return of MLW Major League Wrestling this coming Thursday. So all the best to Court. All the best to all the guys who are going to be on the card. All the guys and gals, excuse me, who will be on the card. And John, why don't we take it the rest of the way. Get it over to this interview. Hit him with a little bit of two-man power trip of wrestling business. And get over to Swerve himself, Shane Strickland. Now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Two Man Power Trip and at Wrestling Pal. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Also, while on iTunes, check out the feed for prior legendary episodes featuring the living legend Bruno Sammartino, the late great American Dream Dusty Rose, the Enforcer Arn Anderson, Ray Mysterio Jr. Glenn Kane, Jacobs, the phenomenal AJ Styles, lead WWE attorney Jerry McDivitt, and so many others. Also, while you're on the internet, check out ProWrestlingTees.com. Yes, that is ProWrestlingTees.com. They are your superstore for all your wrestling t-shirt needs. Check out our page. Check out Tito Santana, Coco Beware, Kevin Thorne, Buff Bagwell, Magnum TA, and so many others. Also, while you're on the web, check out our website, tmptofwrestling.com. And if you're on Android, please check us out on Google Play or Player FM. Follow along with a two-man power trip in 2017 as we come to a town near you. TMPT hits the road. October 21st, we hit the Legends of the Ring in New Jersey. November 4th, we hit the big event in New York City. And the big one, the granddaddy of them all, the big guy, Wrestlecade in North Carolina on 11:25 with Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. There will be a Four Horsemen reunion for sure. So follow along with the two-man power trip as you never know where we may land. And now, without any further ado, the King of Swerve, the new flavor. You may know him as Killshot in Lucha Underground, where he is a Lucha Underground Trios champion. He is a former CZW World Heavyweight Champion. He is Shane Swerve Strickland. Please enjoy. Underground is Killshot. He is the new flavor. He is the king of swerve. 
He is Shane Strickland. Thank you so much for joining the two-man power trip of wrestling. It's good to be here, guys. Great meeting you and all that. I'm very glad to be here. Let's get it rocking. All right. Yeah, let's definitely get it rocking because we've been building up MLW's one shot the last couple weeks on the show. We've talked to Court. We've talked to MVP. we talked to Tom Lawler. But now we've made our way to the main event. And as we close in on 48 hours as we're recording this to the event, what are your thoughts as MLW's one shot is fast approaching? Um, my thoughts is like this is a great inaugural like return of MLW running live shows again, and it could have been run by better people. And for all the people that's promoting it, from between Court Bauer, Alex uh, Greenfield, you know Robert Karopoulos, and MSL, like this is like the great a great great core group of guys behind the scenes and on the card as well. A lot of great new young talent that a lot of people aren't familiar with, and a lot of and a great upper card with guys that have been doing this on the indies and on next level WWE on television for years as well. So this is a great, just all around great opportunity for new fans and old fans that are going to be like introduced to the new, to the indies and the new style of pro wrestling in the industry and guys that have been watching wrestling for years. Absolutely. Yeah. And those hardcore fans that have been watching for the last couple of years have seen how you've kind of come into your element and this is a pretty big stage for you, and I know a lot of people are really excited to see you and Ricochet headline this show. But, you know, as we bring back MLW and as they get back into the live wrestling game, are you excited to see how the overall card is going to go, or are you more focused on the task at hand in King Ricochet? Uh, I'm always positive about the entire show. The show in its entirety because, like, um, from start to finish – Everything has to go almost perfectly, especially the MLW coming back to doing live events again. So I'm really looking forward to, like, I really want everybody to do well. I want every match to perform and outperform and overachieve, you know. But at the same time, I'm very laser-focused for what I, the task I have at hand and the match that I have in the main event, especially all that pressure and all the responsibility being put on last to go after all these talented individuals to go with somebody across the ring at, like, Ricochet, ricochet, you know. So it's a lot of pressure, and it's also a lot of big responsibility in my mind. Oh, yeah, a ton of responsibility, but I think that uh, it's in very capable hands with the two of you. And uh, I wish we could be down there in Orlando, but obviously it's going to be in a cool atmosphere. MLW is always a very cool alternative product that brought a lot of great names and a lot of cool matches under one roof. So with you guys and the buildup that there's been, MLW put really a, a really big emphasis on this main event. How have you liked this buildup with the, the videos they've been putting out and kind of documenting what you guys are, uh, are doing leading up to this match? It's been great because it's uh, showing the uh, pulling back that curtain a little bit and showing the other side of who we are as men and individuals in our home life. You know, So it shows us our motivations for why we do this, why we continue to do this, um, what doing this for so long has gotten us, you know, all those uh, opportunities, all those sacrifices we make, uh, being on the road, traveling so much, um, all the the rewards we reap, but also the sacrifices and the things we leave behind in pursuing this business, you know. So it shows a lot of both of that in 360 and how hard we work to continue to be on top or to continue to grind to progress more in this business. 
they, the, the videos almost have that HBO 24-7 fight feel to them where you get that, like you said, that background, you know, and the, the pulling back the curtain and seeing you guys, you know, doing media and training and getting ready for your matches. And we kind of, kind of thrive off that stuff now. That's what we want in 2017 in professional wrestling. And as fans, we always want more information. So uh, what do you think fans really can expect from this match with all the preparation that you guys have put in, you know, is this going to be, you know, maybe what we have built up in our minds is this epic contest, or are you kind of getting in there ready to feel it out and see how it goes once you step between the ropes? There, you're going to see some animosity because you're going to see like a, almost like an attempted changing of the guard. I won't say like he's giving me the, the throne to run with it. He's kind of keeping it and holding on to it, you know, and it's up for me to like step up and show that I am that next guy. I am one of those guys that can um, run with the next generation, you know, so I got to take it from him, and he's not hes not uh, giving that up easily. So you're going to see a lot of animosity with it. You're going to see a lot of um, the training that we went through in MLW 360 input in, those, in the match itself. You're going to see the training, the styles that we uh, are trying to adapt to each other because each other, we're, we're both chess players, and Ricochet is one of the best chess players in the wrestling industry that you can name, you know, so he's thinking two steps ahead. I'm thinking three, then he's going to think four, then I'm going to think five. So, you know, we're just constantly out trying to outthink, outmaneuver one another, whose body is going to give first, who's going to be um, outsmarted first. There's so many different elements of this. So it's, you're, there's a lot to expect, but it's just honestly the animosity and the constant, uh, rivalry and the constant competition, the like the the competition we have amongst one another. You know, there's a little bit of envy on both sides of this. And if you can't talk about Ricochet, and obviously he's really been a polarizing guy in wrestling over the last, I'd say, 18 months. Whether he's having matches in Japan that are uh, basically causing two sides of the wrestling fence to go nuts and. The old guard being, uh, you know, outraged by the things he's doing and the new guard loving it. So can you kind of talk about Ricochet and what he's meant to wrestling over the last year or so? And, you know, you're trying to take that change into the guard, you know, but what does that spot mean that Ricochet has, you know, and what do you think he's really been bringing to the table over the last year or so? Well, what he's offered for the past 10 years, he just honestly elevated the bar of what athleticism in wrestling has meant. For so long, we thought like we, we you thought that um, we stopped at one rotation in the air with what we're doing off the top rope. Now he's doing double moon salts and double front flips with six thirties. You know, so he's pushed the envelope so much, and uh, I credit a lot of my style and literally a whole generation of guys that have um, tried to emulate what he's done. You know, him and Pac in Japan, then it's like several years later, moved on to him and Osprey in Japan. So he's constantly changing the way that we view wrestling, how we how we get in the ring and perform. He's always pushing the pushing the bar and raising it. You know, so uh, for what he's meant to me, it is like he honestly opened my eyes to a whole different realm of what was possible or able to be done in the ring. You know, he's mentored me for quite some time as well. And uh, after that, after I would say a couple years ago, I pretty, he pre, I pretty much took that, them training wheels off myself and I ventured off and started doing my own thing and I made my own waves and trying to 
create my own path and trying to be the one to be emulated now in this point of my career. And uh, for what he's been doing now, he, I, I will never say that he doesn't work hard anymore, but I definitely feel like he's let off the gas a little bit, but he still continues to um, he still continues to be a trendsetter, and he still continues to knock down barriers and constantly find new ways to just accomplish new things in wrestling that's never been done with him winning Bola for the second time, you know, so like a couple months ago. So he's, there's always a new task that he's always he's, – he's in competition with himself. And the thing is, being on top for so long, you get a little content, but at the same time, he doesn't want to give it up. He wants someone to literally come in and be like, no, this is mine. And I feel like I'm that one to do it. Yeah, I definitely think if there's going to be any formidable uh, contenders to the, quote, throne of uh, King Ricochet, it's definitely going to be you because uh, you're somebody who everybody's been keeping their eyes on. And it almost, like you said, changing of the guard, but it's like this uh, this kind of epic showdown. So the, the process for MLW to put this card together and put you two on the top of it you know, does that give you any kind of pressure uh, with you two being looked upon to deliver in that match? Or, again, like I said, is it just going to be when you step through those ropes, you know, you never know what's going to happen? Oh, there's, uh, there's honestly pressure. There's, uh, for me, every time I'm in event, an event, in any show, there's always a little bit of pressure, no matter how small the venue is, how big the crowd is, how um, – how promoted the show is, you know, it doesn't matter. There's always a little bit of pressure because that's a, the show, um, the finishing of the show is all in your hands. You know, you have to prove to everybody why this promoter put the main event in your hands and, and you got to show them why. Why are you there? Why are you in that spot? You know, why do you have this opportunity to put the show on your shoulders and then outperform everybody that's already performed with a great lineup and a great talent and great crowd, you always have to show why are you the main event. You know, that's that's a tough that's a tough thing to do no matter what scale it's on. But I feel after like the everything that I've learned, everything that I've accomplished now over the past couple of years, I've got all the tools necessary to honestly do this on a nightly basis. I know that I can do it. You know, I have to believe in myself and I have to be confident in myself and my abilities as well as my opponent as well. And I have um, my opponent is the best, one of the best wrestlers on the planet now. So um, there's pressure, but at the same time I'm confident in that I can achieve and deliver at the same time. And MLW has got a really rich tradition in delivering very unique matches and bringing in a lot of just absolutely – Huge talent, and we've talked about it with Court at length, just going over the roster and the guys that he's brought in and, you know, having your Terry Funks come through and him having Gary Hart help him book the shows. You know, do you kind of see that tradition of MLW now moving forward with this crew that you're going to have on the show and you and Ricochet being at the top of that car that you guys are almost like, you know, we hope for more than just one shot out of this this run here for MLW, but do you guys – Really carry this torch going forward. That you are the you are at the top of the rebirth of a promotion like MLW that was uh, you know a very much needed promotion after WCW and ECW had closed way back in the early 2000s. We could we very well could be. It depends on where we go after this event, though. 
but we could be the one that sparked, we could be the two that sparked the flame of it, you know, the resurgence of it. So I, I would very much hope so. And if, if we do go, continue to go forward with MLW events um, after October 5th, then I would be more than honored to be one of the flag bearers to go ahead forward and be one of those staples of this new regime of it. Now, is there any other match on the card, obviously, besides your own and the main event, but is there any other match in the card that you're really looking forward to? Um, I'm always looking forward to, like, the younger guys stepping up and getting opportunity on these events like that. So I'm looking forward to, like, MJF and, uh, and Jimmy Utah. And obviously, Cobb uh, and Lawler go at it, MVP and Callahan. Oh, yeah. So as far as, you know, as far as an indie-level show, I mean, this is a pretty set. Get some pretty big names. And, you know, and hope to execute. But, you know, are you confident that this show is going to deliver? Oh, absolutely. You got some of the best professional guys in the industry. You know, you got some of the greatest talents and some of the best up-and-coming talent as well. You got a lot of hungry guys. You got a lot of um, guys that always constantly trying to prove that they are what they are. You know, they, they, there's a lot of talk about how talented these guys are. These are the guys that actually want to live up to this the, the rumors and the talks about them. Each, every guy, there's a, a different style and a different, you know, flavor, you could say, in every matchup. Now, as far as, like, the independent scene, obviously MLW hopes to make it more than just a one-shot and keep it going. But have you noticed being a part of this new guard, have you noticed that the independent scene has changed so much in just a little bit of time? Like, the indie indie scene is is really up and coming. It's hot right now. There's so many different promotions that are just really doing well. Have you noticed the change in the independent scene? Oh yeah, I, I live it every week. You know, I see it. I'm, I see it all the time. I'm. I, it's honestly what I've been living off of. You know, I've been constantly trying. I've been proving it, uh, proving myself in each and every new promotion that pops up, and uh, every promotion that's been doing well for the past couple months or the past couple years, several years, I should say. I've pretty much been popping up there and I've been seeing seeing it for myself how well and how like how how the heartbeat in it, you know. So it's it's a very great, beautiful thing. What do you think has kind of sparked this big change in the independence and kind of and you know, almost reignited it to a point where it's definitely becoming popular and you're seeing all these different promotions pop up and all these new leagues pop up and most of them are quite successful, and most of them are, are doing well. What do you think has kind of sparked this, you know, this this revolution, if you will, this change on the independent scene? Uh, I believe it sparks from the guys who got signed from these promotions doing well on television. I honestly believe that's what um, we credit to all the fans being so interested in seeing us do well down here now. They want to go to these live shows and see these guys um, become the new stars of tomorrow and on television. But um I don't feel like I don't feel like we draw these crowds or we get the buzz and get the attention from the internet and all that if the guys that went up there didn't succeed. Definitely. Do you have anybody kind of in mind that you kinda of think of that really has kind of sparked it like as far as one of the wrestlers? Uh CM Punk. I'd say CM Punk and, and, and recently Daniel Bryan. But all as far as like 
on the independence, I don't think it was one individual person. I think it's uh, everybody doing well. I think the Bullet Club sparked and changed a lot of how, like, marketing has been done in the indies. So if there's one thing to credit, I would say the Bullet Club, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they got those guys changed everything without marketing themselves from an independent standpoint. And have you been following, uh, I guess they got a cease and desist from the uh, WWE about about some of that marketing. Have you been following that at all? I have viewed that. I, I don't follow it too closely, but I have viewed it and seen that I, seen what's happened with that. It is crazy that uh, you know that they're making an impact and you know that the independent scene is quite doing quite well, that WB is taking notice and kind of, you know, sending their lawyers after certain people and, you know, they're really trying to shut it down, but I don't think that they're going to be able to, right? Do you think that uh, they're kind of just too hot right now in the independent scene that uh, WB is kind of a lackluster product uh, to a certain extent? No, because I feel like WWE can always they can put their thumb down on anything they want to. They've are the the WWE has been uh, so gracious with also allowing some of these guys to like the, the British Strong Style and uh, to come out on the U.S. and do their independent shows or lend Cedric Alexander to evolve for a weekend. You know they've been so gracious with that. Like so, I do feel like they're when they give. As much as they give, they can take away just as much. So I don't feel like they're like when, when they mean business, they mean business. They have a, a team full of lawyers that can do and make, do and make whatever thing they need to make. That is a good point. It, it, it does seem like they've been given a lot, and then obviously they're taking some things like the Bullet Club. Obviously, when you see them pop up in a hot topic, I think maybe they take them a little bit more seriously as far as a, as far as a threat. Are you surprised to see some of these indie guys popping up in Hot Topic and really selling out and, and you see their shirts everywhere? Um, no, um, not anymore. Like I said, I feel like uh, Bullet Club has changed that. I feel like those guys changed that, and so they opened the doorways and sparked a movement for other independent guys to come in and do those types of things. And you yourself, obviously, you know, as Shane Strickland, as Swerve, you, you make a, a big name for yourself. But also in Lucha Underground playing Killshot, you made, obviously, a huge name for yourself and continue to grow as far as that. Is it different playing Killshot and going under the mask? Um, not really. Because um, uh, each character has their own motive. As long as you understand motive of a character, then you change the entire... Uh, pretty much direction of how that character should go about it. So playing the character of Killshot, he's motivated by um, his past and his history, and like always, that always comes back to haunt him. He, that always plays some type of uh, play in, into his current role or what's happening with him in the near future. So being that character is far different from being myself as Shane Strickland. You know, so uh, it's not as difficult as it was before. You know, and I also haven't played that character since like two thousand, like sixteen, in June. Right. The last time I played that character, but like I honestly feel like if like I had to put the mask on now and go back and do it again, I could easily do it. Was it any kind of adjustment for you as far as wearing the mask? No. 
sometimes some of the guys there, like we had Jeff Cobb on, he was saying he didn't like the mask at first. It was an adjustment. It, it didn't feel right. Oh, he had a more, he had a way more difficult mask than mine. What mine was. So mine wasn't that hard to adjust and get used to. His was like very, very covered up and concealed. Mine had my mouth open, my ear, my eyes open, and I had more material taken off the back and had the straps in the back. So I was like more free to like see and breathe and. Like it was a lot easier for me. But Jeff Cobb, the Matanza mask was way more concealed and way more like uh, it was way more material, you know. So I, I could mm-hmm. see his being very difficult, more way more difficult than mine. Now, when you mentioned the past and the history of the Killshot character, obviously military vet and the dog tags, is that something that you're coming up with, or is that just given to you from the writers, or do you guys collaborate at all? I took it upon myself to write the, a backstory to it, and um, he. I, I took it upon myself to write and come up with more creativity with it because my character in season one was very bland, and then going into season two, I didn't want like no backstory or like I wanted. I wanted to take it upon myself, so I wrote them like three general synopsises for my story of the character and we combined ideas and they added a little more and then they like changed a little, little details, but they, it was still generally the same story that we, I came up with and they came up with that backstory and then they added AR Fox when he came in. It is cool and kind of refreshing to see that they're kind of taking advice and some of your backstories are listening to the wrestlers rather than them just hand you a script is that more freeing for you? Is that easier for you to kind of get in the character once you're so invested and you're kind of creating that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's, it's cool. a lot easier. It's it's easier and it's, easier, it's better to perform it as well when you're both on the same page and you're not, like, going off of somebody else's words or that other person, like, telling you how to be, how to, like, express emotion. You know how to do it with your character. And I know this was uh, obviously a couple months ago at this point, but just something that really stuck out and kind of really puts you on the map for as far as being kill shot and, and really kind of making a name for yourself. The feud with Marty the Moth and the Weapons of Mass Destruction match, can you just take us briefly kind of through that match? Because that was pretty uh, a pretty crazy match, and, and so many people kind of were buzzing about it and talking about it. Um, That that one was like I what I love doing with – creating these type of matches. I love, um, especially if I'm babyface and they're heel, I love getting uh, the villain to be have more powers than the hero. I feel like that is, like, the best way to for a hero to fight back and to overcome something. So I always, like, like I, within the Marty the Moth match, the Weapons of Mass Destruction match, I pretty much gave him, like, the power to all not feel pain after taking so much damage. Like I can't ever do the same attack to him twice. So we always get stronger and crazier and stronger and crazier. But my power is that I never stay down. I always get back up. And the fact that his advantage was he's bigger, stronger, and more powerful than me. I'm fat, lighter, faster, and I'm more skilled and experienced in fighting than he is. So it's just that finding dynamics, strengths and weaknesses between two characters and showing that in matches. Pretty great psychology from you to kind of plan that out and kind of think that ahead. And 
you know, it definitely adds to the match when you kind of add that, that element of psychology to it. Yeah, it's like it's not like as much like bashing each other's brains in and doing the coolest thing. You want like another layer to it. You want more depth. Like anybody can have make an action movie, but it takes like real skill and true art to actually make a beautiful like cinematic adventure with action involved in it. Absolutely, definitely, definitely. Well, well said. There's more more involved rather than just like a Michael Bay where you're just blowing shit up the whole time. Exactly. You want you want a reason to for things not to well, not to blow up. You want things like you want um, your hero to not be the most badass thing of all time. Yeah, he can be cool, but at the same time, he you don't like a guy that's invincible. It's it's very interesting concepts. Definitely. And do you think that when they threw you in the main event and they kind of you know really put a lot of credence and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of power basically in that main event with you and Marty and Ma. Do you think that was a lot of pressure for you or, or did you like that kind of getting thrown into the main event and being a bigger part of the card? It was a lot of pressure, but I wanted it. You know, that was something I asked for. That was what me and um, Marty both asked for, actually. We definitely wanted, uh, we, we wanted uh, to be spotlighted. You know, it's almost like uh, we. I compared it to when uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico were mid-carders. They had their ladder match in Ring of Honor, and it elevated them both to main eventers. So we wanted to have that same type of opportunity. Give us a shot to steal the show, and they gave, they gave it to us, and we proved that we could do it. Absolutely. And it was cool to see not the same old guys being the main eventers, somebody else you're giving a chance, and you give them the ball and they run with it like you and Marty Demoff did. So it definitely kind of a good sign, but maybe something that's not a great sign is that we haven't seen Lucha Underground since basically filmed since 2016. Have you heard anything? Is it coming back? Is it not coming back? Is there any sort of news for you, for you guys? It's coming back for sure. It's just a matter of like certain things like, uh, cause it's not a wrestling company. It's a TV production. So there's a lot of like, like loose ends in the behind the scene that you don't get to see, and a lot of the performers don't get to hear about it as well. So it's always like wait and see when it comes to television. So we there's a lot of that right now, and there's never clear cut answers, and they don't want to promise us the world and take it away. So it's it's just a lot of waiting, waiting and seeing. As I hit the wind down here, I I just got to ask because I, obviously you know. CCW world champion. You've been in Germany as a tag champ for WXW. You've been basically all around. Every different style you've hit, kind of every different promotion, obviously going to be main eventing here in MLW against Ricochet. But do you have any favorite matches or or maybe a couple favorite matches looking back at your career? Um, uh, Recently this year, I um, wrestled. uh, I was able to go to London for your call at Red Pro and wrestling against the Briscoes with me and Lion Smile. That was a very big career highlight for me. Um, the series of matches that I've had with uh, Desmond Xavier has been really big highlights for me as showing that like I can elevate talent, guys that are um, newer and coming into their own, and me just pushing them to the limit a little bit more and being trusted with that. Um, 
Uh, my matches with Will Ospreay have been incredible experiences. Um, recently, me facing off of Matt Riddle has been really cool this year and uh, just a different element and style that not a lot of people get to see me jump into a little bit with being more ground and pound and strike base and actually getting to utilize my mat work a little bit more. Um, me and Sammy Callahan at Wrestle Circus was really great. Um, ugh, man, there's so many that I can say. Like, just in this past year, I wouldn't even say, like, in my career in general. Um, I matched with Rich Swan, who put me on the mat. Me and Aaron Fox. You know, um, just so many matches, so many great people that, like, I could talk up and um, truly owe the world to for my career. Um, me and Mike Bailey from CZW 2014, um, uh, uh, Tangled Web, which was the match that got me signed to Lucha. So just so much, so many guys. But I would say a lot of those that I just named off. And so many different types of wrestlers. Like you go from uh, an AR Fox to a Matt Riddle, you can't get much more different than that, a high flyer versus, like, you know, a former MMA fighter. Is that something you kind of take pride in yourself and being able to wrestle all different kind of styles and kind of adapt to each guy? Yeah, I feel like that's, I feel like that's my biggest strength as a performer. Like, there's nothing you can't see me do. You've seen me go through glass. You've seen me wrestle with luchadors. You've seen me um, fly with the ricochets, the AR Foxes, the Rich Swans. You, you know, you've seen me, like, uh, brawl with Sammy Callahan's with the Matt Riddles, uh, the Marty Scrolls, and wrestle with the Zack Sabres. You've seen me do all these things. You know, I've faced, I've tagged against, you know, I've done six-man tags with, uh, against uh, the Elite with uh, Matt, Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega. You know, and then you've also seen me win tag team gold in WXW Germany. So there isn't anything that I can't do, and I always wanted to show that. Now, is there really any interest in WWE? I feel like that's almost a, a generic question for me, or, or a question you probably get all the time. But at is some there point, interest? at some point, at some point in my life and career, when the time is right, I feel like uh, just I, I had to ask you, but I'm sure you've heard that a, a million times. I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, as far as uh, dream matches are concerned, is there anybody out there you haven't wrestled yet that you're dying to get in there and wrestle? Ray Mysterio. Without a doubt. About Mysterio. He's the one that got me started in wrestling and really opened my eyes to high flying and lucha libre in the United States. He's the first person I've seen do this. Now, as we kind of take the focus back to MLW here as we get to wrap it up, give us one last pitch for this match. Obviously, it's it's this coming Thursday. It's October 5th. It's at the Guild Nightclub in Orlando. As we discussed in detail, you and Ricochet are going to be lighting the place up. So give us one last pitch for the match and what we have to look forward to in this contest. Uh, with this last main event, you're going to witness a big, huge generational gap with uh, one of my mentors that's tutored me through uh, pro wrestling and elevated me to the next level as far as getting me a job at Lucha Underground to changing my mindset on how to maneuver and perform in different ways I never knew possible that I was capable of, me facing off with that man and now showing that I'm no longer one of your students. I'm no longer one of the, the people that 
your training and your, your that you're bringing up. I want and now this is time for me to prove that I'm on your level. You you've witnessed this with MLW 360 our mini series, which you can watch on YouTube at any moment. We have six episodes out that you can watch and track the whole evolution of the rivalry of the feud, which is Shane Strickland versus Ricochet, that is leading up to this Thursday night, October 5th, MLW, one shot, me, King of Swerve, Shane Strickland, International Swerve, the CZW World Champion, the Russell Circus Ringmaster Champion, and the Defy World Champion, facing off against Ricochet, the 2017 BOLA winner, the Super Juniors winner, the Lucha Underground champion, the, 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 the accolades go on and on. And you, I just want you to watch the MLW 360 miniseries. If you aren't sold and you haven't been brought up to speed on what is what this means to me, what this means to Ricochet, go watch the MLW 360 miniseries on YouTube to check it out, and I'll tell you everything you need to know. And follow me at Strickland Shane on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, absolutely, and and we've already given all the details where they can watch it 72 hours after the event is done on MLW.TV, and if you haven't got your tickets yet, you can get it at the Guild Nightclub or on Eventbrite by searching MLW, and we do love to ask this, and you gave your plug, so I'm going to sneak this one last question in here. If you see yourself in five years, are you taking Ricochet's place at the helm, or what do you think Shane Strickland's going to be doing five years from now in professional wrestling? Hopefully still making money, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, I definitely, I don't see myself taking a, taking a stone. I see myself making a new one. Well, there you go. No better way to end it. And Shane, it's been a lot of fun. We appreciate you taking the time. And I'm sure everybody's going to be checking out MLW's One Shot and you guys tearing the house down. So best of luck from the two-man power trip, and obviously uh, the world will be watching One Shot. So take care and uh, have a great show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling, What the World is Downloading.